Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's so overwhelming. Like, it feels like a dream still. There were, like, every step of this process felt like such extreme circumstances already. And then it was just like layer on layer on layer of like worse things happening. I'm Damian Bulwa, and this is Fifth and Mission. That voice you just heard was San Francisco school teacher Kenny Cruz talking about his fiance, Yaza Min, who arrived at SFO this week from his native Myanmar. They hadn't seen each other in more than a year and a half. And in that time, Yaza faced a series of barriers to his immigration to the U.S. Not only Trump administration policy, not only the pandemic, but finally last month, a military coup in Myanmar. Chronicle reporter Tatiana Sanchez has been following the couple and their international love story, which you can find on sfchronicle.com. Tatiana, what a story. I know, it's, it's one for the books for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming back on the show, Tatiana. Tell us about what happened on February 26th. Yes, so February 26th was the culmination um, of everything that had gone on. Um, it was a happy part, the best part of their story. Um, so it was when Yaza Min finally arrived in San Francisco. And um, it was a day full of lots of emotions for them. There was happiness, there was nervousness, excitement, obviously. But they both were worried for different reasons, um, just because they had faced so many obstacles in the past to get to that point. So um, Yaza was telling me that he was worried, well, well, what if I don't see Kenny, you know, in, in the terminal? What what am I going to do then? What if my luggage doesn't arrive? Um, and then Kenny on the other hand, on the other end was worried that he that Yaza would get stuck in immigration and customs, that he wouldn't clear customs. Um, he didn't hear from him that he stopped communicating for a few minutes, um, on WhatsApp because they had been going back and forth. And so he panicked, you know, and thought, oh gosh, what happens now? Um, but in the end, all went well. They reunited. Um, there was only about four or five other people in the terminal. So it was a very nice, um, intimate moment. Um, Kenny arrived with roses and, a poster that said, welcome to San Francisco. And on the side, sort of on the side of the poster board, he had put kiss, kiss, kiss in Burmese, just as a way to embarrass him a little bit and to um, make him blush uh, during his first few minutes in San Francisco, which I thought was really cute. And Kenny told me that they both had such different expectations about how to feel about the flight. Yaz and I were talking a couple of days ago and I said, I'm going to feel so relieved when you're playing his wheels up, leaving Myanmar. And he was like, well, I'm not going to be relieved until I see you because there are many other problems that could happen along the way, including, last but not least, with U.S. immigration. It's an amazing story. And we've had so much bad news, Tatiana, that thank you for that. You have covered a lot of these immigration stories that are so complicated where people are apart, sometimes for many years. Uh, so I wanted to ask you to go back and talk about Kenny Cruz and Yaza, how did they come to meet? 
Yeah, they have such an incredible story. So they both met in Myanmar in 2016. Um, Kenny was teaching there. Um, and, you know, they, they met on on Grindr, which is um, an LGBTQ dating um, networking app. And at first, they said that neither of them was looking for anything serious. Um, like many people, you don't really think about, you know, where their relationship is going to go. Um, so they didn't think too much of it. But after a few weeks and months together, the relationship be did become serious and they fell in love and started thinking about building a future together and, um, you know, started sort of planning for um, a long term relationship. As you write in the story, though, the relationship came with some risks. Yes, significant risks. So um, so being gay is illegal in Myanmar still. And because of that, they could not outwardly show affection, you know, could not be seen in public. And till this day, uh, many of Yaza's family members and friends still do not know that he is gay. Um, being gay is punishable with prison time. And a lot of times, although it's not enforced, it still is basis for significant discrimination, um, you know, and other consequences. So it's very, very dangerous still. And of course, this presented significant obstacles for them in trying to be together. Okay, so they want to be together and they need to be together probably somewhere outside Myanmar. What happens next? So by now, Kenny is back in the United States. And in October 2018, he petitions for a fiancé visa for Yaza to join him in the United States. Um, of course, later they would find out that it would be extremely complicated and would take many years. Um, but the intent was always for them to be together in the United States. Um, they felt, of course, it would be easier um, for them to 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 be together here in San Francisco, where there's a very strong LGBTQ community and acceptance of that community. Um, so that's what they had hoped for. And this was under the Trump administration. And obviously there was a crackdown in immigration policies. How much did that affect them trying to be together? So originally they thought that they would be that their application would be denied um, under former President Trump's travel ban, because it did eventually include the country of Myanmar. Um, but with after checking with their attorney, after a few weeks of panicking, they realized it would not affect them directly, at least. However, um, it did significantly delay their application is what the uh, their attorney said, simply because of the fact that there were administrative delays that sort of, um, you know, caused the application to idle and to just kind of um, sit there where maybe in a different time, it, things would have progressed a little bit quicker. So where were they at the end of last year and entering this year? Where, were they close? They were extremely close. Um, they were planning to move on. You know, at this point, they had gone through not only the delays from the travel ban, but also the coronavirus pandemic, which also delayed um, their the entire process for them significantly. But they were getting there. They were inching closer. And um, at the la in the last few days of January, um, Yaza finally got his interview at the embassy and a few days later got his visa, which was huge, his visa to travel to the U.S. Um, and that was the moment they had been waiting for for years. Um, so it was this this huge, momentous thing for both of them. And of course, just a few days later, it would all be, you know, kind of tossed up into the air um, and it would just be snatched from them um, very quickly. And then on February 1st, there's a military coup 
in Myanmar. And when that happens, Tatiana, what happens to the couple? So it was a horrific few hours for them. Um, There was about a six-hour time window where they could not communicate um, because immediately after the coup started, um, they cut off the internet, uh, phones, everything essentially went dark. Um, and Yaza was actually sleeping in when it happened. So he woke up, he said, to complete silence in his town. And, you know, it was, it was so eerie. And of course, in the U.S., Kenny was freaking out because he couldn't reach him. He actually found out about the coup um, before Yaza did because Yaza was sleeping. And so he was trying desperately to reach him on WhatsApp. He could not reach him for about six hours. And he just said he was crying hysterically and really imagining the worst case scenarios. You know, this is a person that you love stuck across the world. You you can't get a hold of them. You don't know where they are. And at the same time, it was also very sad for him to see the situation in Myanmar because that's a country that he obviously cares deeply about, not only because that's where Yaza is, but because he works there and made friends there, worked there, I'm sorry, um, and made friends there and had connections there. And even though we know that eventually Yaza got out, it's still very horrible for them because they both have connections um, to the country. When the coup happened, it was like devastating. Obviously, like, I care about Yaza and love Yaza, but I also have like a lot of friends in Myanmar and care a lot about them. And so, and like Yaza's family. And so even while we're like celebrating that he's here, it's still really terrible what's happening. And it's not like we get to just enjoy this moment. Let's take a quick break. More with Chronicle reporter Tatiana Sanchez right after this. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, I felt like hopeless. Like, you know, I, I, I know how the military government's bad for Myanmar people. So like, I'm just worried about that. Okay, my, our future is gone because of the coup. But later on, like they stay, you know, like uh, they stay allowing the like relief life to US and to like other countries. So like, okay, so we should try to get on the flight. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa, joined by Chronicle reporter Tatiana Sanchez. That voice you heard was Yaza Min. He was talking about a saga in which he and his fiance, Kenny Cruz, who lives in San Francisco, were finally reunited after immigration delays, a pandemic, and then finally a coup in Myanmar, where Yasmin is from. Tatiana, so take us into this this time right after the coup. What happens to the effort of, of Yaza to get to San Francisco to join Kenny? 
So there were several things going on. Um, on one hand, obviously he was he was desperate. He and Kenny were desperate to have him hop on a flight and get out. It was very difficult to get flights for, for about, I want to say, maybe more than a week or so. There were no flights, um, at least no commercial flights taking people um, out of Myanmar. So it was very difficult. And on the other hand, he kind of felt this pull to stay in Myanmar because his family is there, of course, and he is their provider, their financial provider. Um, it's a family of 10. And, you know, he felt a responsibility to stay with his family, at least for a little bit, to ensure that they would be okay um, during really, really tough times. There are street vendors. So they have also been significantly impacted by climate changes um, and and affected by climate poverty is the term, um, because oftentimes it rains a lot where they are living and they can't sell. And so that, of course, impacts how much money they make per day. So um, it was kind it was kind of um, a tug of war that he was experiencing and wanting to leave, but at the same time, not, um, you know, to be with his family and also to fight for his country, he said. Yeah, you write that he was protesting in those last days that he was in Myanmar. He did. He was protesting and the protests have become increasingly violent. So they do pose a danger for the people, for the hundreds of thousands of people who have been out there. Um, so there was risk associated with that. But he told me, you know, it didn't matter to him. It was more important for him to raise his voice and to call uh, for democracy and to be there with all the other people of Myanmar. To be clear, though, even though there was a coup, this government that had taken power still allowed people to leave on, on visas like this. So it's not clear if there were any direct complications um, to him trying to his attempt to leave, but he ultimately was able to leave. Um, I will say that it did take some effort. Um, Kenny was frantically trying to book him on flights, and it was the third flight that was a charm. The first two were canceled. So um, there was definitely some some challenges there, too. So now they're in San Francisco. It's still the pandemic. How is life for Kenny and Yaza? So they're still very much in their honeymoon phase, of course, um, and, you know, are, are enjoying each other's company. They're still in disbelief at the same time that they're together. Um, but, you know, Kenny spends his days on Zoom teaching and um, Yaza is co- cooking his favorite meals and they go on walks. But Kenny told me it still feels surreal. Like relief feels inadequate. <laughs> It's like our both of all of our decisions for the last four years have been shaped by this. And it's been just like complete uncertainty for four years. And so to actually have him here and like to be able to plan for what comes next. I had almost forgotten what that feels like. And I don't know what that feels like yet because I haven't like let myself feel that yet. But I know that. It will come. You mentioned Yaza was looking for a job. Uh, What else is next for them? So they're actually going to get married later this month, uh, which they're very excited about. But just like any other couple who's about to get married, they're a little nervous. Uh, So here's Yaza talking about that. You know, like being gay, like I never expect I would get married. So, yes, of course, I please like happy to get married, Kenry, but at the same time, I'd be nervous (laughs) to be married, (laughs) married life. 
Well, we wish them well, and it's an amazing story. Tatiana Sanchez, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks to my guest today, Chronicle reporter Tatiana Sanchez, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Listening. 